Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where you can breathe yourself. I'm Ryan. And I'm Emily. This ought to be Gouda. We're talking about cheese! Let's talk about cheese, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and Brie. Let's talk about all the good cheese and the bad That's cheese bad that cheese. may be. Brie? No, we already did Brie. I never said it was good at this. What's the quesadilla with cheese? I don't know. No. I thought I would do this as Jerry Seinfeld. This is it not working for <laughs> no, you? No, no, it's not working for me. <laughs> you know, I really want to... I tried watching that Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee show, and I realized I love everything about that show except for Jerry Seinfeld. A lot of people have said that. I, I would love that show with anyone but Jerry Seinfeld. I love it. Seinfeld as a show. I don't. As a concept. I, don't. I love Elaine. I don't. Well, I mean, yeah. Everyone I love loves Elaine. Elaine. But the show itself was not that good. Yeah, Friends was better. Um, It's like... You're either a Friends person or you're a Seinfeld person. You can like both, but you love one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. Mm, they were both a little you're before neutral. my time. Yeah. Um, I'm a baby. Yes, you are a child. But, you know, we had friends on in our house. I watched, I watched it from time to time. I went through a period in college where I watched the entire series of Friends once a term. Oh, my Lord. I loved it. I would just have it on in the background as, like, background noise. Uh, I would, but the laugh track drives me crazy now. Because they don't really use laugh tracks in a lot of shows anymore. Yeah. I used to be so used to it, but I can't do it anymore. Um, I was watching Young and Hungry out here uh, the other day. And since I live with someone now, um, I kind of forgot to take into consideration that they may come out and see me watching uh, ABC Family Show. But uh, when Travis asked me what it was called, I said, none of your business. And now he thinks that Young and Hungry is called... None of your business. <laughs> that Boyd. Oh, man. Yeah. He's he's in for a long relationship with you if he can't pick those up. I hope it's a long relationship with me. It's going to feel long. We signed a 14-month lease. 14? That's yeah. really random. We get the first two months free. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but you still have to pay 12 full months for the rent. So anyway, we're going to talk about cheese. Cheese. Um, yeah, for real. I... Hmm. This is the only thing I had written in my notebook under Afternoonified Ideas when we came back from our hiatus. Um, I had, like, gone through and highlighted our episode brainstorm. I had picked out all of my episodes for the whole season. I just Emily cheese. had Afternoonified as a header and then cheese. Um, yeah, so I was like, well, I could talk about weird cheeses, uh, but that's not going to fill a whole episode. And then so I'm we like, can talk about the normal ones, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about normal cheeses. Uh, I realized that not a lot of people, myself included, know how the, the cheese is made. <laughs> I know it has something to do with cows. It does. Uh, it doesn't or even goats. have to just be cows. Or goats. Um, it could be fucking buffalo. People are out there making donkey cheese. Donkey. Ass cheese? Does that go Ass along cheese. with dick cheese and head cheese, too? Are those all... Or do we cover head cheese? Can we talk about that cheese? That's not cheese. I know. It's not cheese. What are we talking we'll about? We'll talk about meat at some point. <laughs> and then you can listen Welcome to Welcome to the meat episode. <laughs> yeah. Then you can listen to the cheese episode and the meat episode. And then maybe along the line we'll do a bread episode. I want to do potatoes. And you can have a charcuterie board worth of episodes. <laughs> uh, the relish and jam episode is going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be primo. Um, <laughs> whoa. Just say primo like you've been hanging out with Shane and Chris too much. God <laughs> damn it. I did go to a show with them both last night. I performed with them. Um, I don't know when that episode of Spec Script is going to be out, but you were in The Lone Ranger. I was in The Lone Ranger. It was super fun. It's not out yet, but as soon as it's out, go listen to it on Spec Script. It was very fun. Good stuff. Um, and if you're there, we were both in an episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. A little bit ago. 
It was fantastic. It was. And amazing. It was so much fun. Listen um, to it just for Adam Posse. Oh, God. Uh, he fucking killed. Fucking Adam Posse. Um, good people. So what constitutes as cheese? Cheese is a dairy product uh, made from milk that is produced in a wide range of flavors, textures, forms by the coagulation of the milk protein. Uh, casein. Casein? C-A-S-E-I-N. Wait, I, it's not Q-U-E-S. Oh. No. <laughs> I totally thought that's what you were saying. I was no. like, is that where queso comes from? No. But uh, quesadilla as a word is just like cheese sandwich little f- like it's dia is small oh and it ends in a female like a so small like lady en- cheese uh little cheese girl <laughs> cheese girl eat <laughs> some little cheese ladies <laughs> that's why you never see it fucking translated yeah every time you go anywhere you know they'll translate everything else but quesadilla is always a quesadilla i'll have the little cheese girl please yeah no one would ever get a quesadilla ever um again. so uh casein uh queso it it's made of proteins and fats from milk uh, usually the milk of cows buffalo goats or sheep uh during production the milk is usually acidified and they add an enzyme called rennet um which we're going to talk about later rennet 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 r-e-n-n-e-t and this rennet can run it run it um yeah so rennet is an enzyme that we'll talk about later and it causes the milk to coagulate curdle Curdle, curdle, <laughs> curdle, curdle. <laughs> Solid master of disguise reference. Yeah, yeah. If you guys didn't get that, you don't belong here. Am I not curdly enough for the curdle, curdle club? club. <laughs> curdle, curdle. <laughs> um, the solids are separated and then they are pressed into their final form. What does unpressed cheese look like? Is it liquid? Yeah, it's um, curds and whey. Of Little thought, Miss Muffet fame. I thought that was just made up. So she was having like pre-pressed cheese? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck eats pre-pressed cheese? Um, I will explain. Um, I'm actually going to teach y'all bitches how to make cream cheese in this episode. So, Oh, sweet. Question. Hmm. The whey in curds and whey, is it the same whey in whey protein? Yes. So it's like milk protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Whey protein, not vegan. Not veg- It is vegetarian, but it's not vegan. Yeah. Selling another form. Um, so some cheeses have molds on the rind, the outer layer, or throughout the cheese. Um, and most cheeses melt at cooking temperature. What temperature is cooking temperature? The temperature that you cook it at. So anything hotter than room temperature? Would be I mean, cheese starts to get soft at room temperature. Like, if you've ever taken cheddar out of the fridge yeah. and just left it on the counter, it starts to get kind of squishy. Yeah. So I would say it's slightly above room temperature. That's, I mean, that's, cooking temperature is a very broad term. Depends on how fast you want to cook. Wikipedia didn't specify it. Fair enough. (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) Dickhead. (laughs) The history of cheese. Tell me about cheese. (laughs) It was like to the tune of ask me about my wiener, but I don't even know why. (laughs) Tell me about your cheese. It had some elements of, I believe in a thing called love. I believe in a thing called cheese. <laughs> just listen to the rhythm of my brie. Oh. <laughs> Can't do it that fast. Uh, it would be just listen to the rhythm of my Havarti. Okay. It's not perfect, it's, but it's also a it's, fucking it's, song about cheese. Yeah. Is there a cheese that rhymes with rhythm? And blue. Wait, what was the riboflav- rub- rub- riboflavin? No, the uh, renin rannin. Renin. Renin. Let's listen to the renin of my heart. Do that instead. 
Also, we made no mention of the fact that I was singing that to Chris Brown a second ago. Yeah. See if you can run it, run it. Uh, just, I'm nothing? just going to let that slide. Just nothing? He deserves to be disrespected. He does. Which is why we're turning your song into cheese. But I do respect the darkness. Yeah, I do respect him. And uh, Jonah Hill. Good Josh Gad. No, it's Josh oh, yeah, Gad. Yeah, yeah. Ask me about my wiener. Wasn't Josh, Josh Gad. No, it wasn't. It was uh, Jonah Hill because he was in that show. That accepted. Was that Jonah Hill? It was Jonah Hill. It's not Josh, Josh Gad. Gad. I know who Josh Gad is. It was not Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Sorry, Jonah and Josh. You're kind of interchangeable in the early 2000s. They're yeah. both cute, chubby guys. I know. Well, I mean, Jonah Hill isn't anymore. You've seen him recently? He's yeah. creepy thin. But, like, he lost a ton of weight, but not in his head. <laughs> I'm serious. It's weird. He's head fat, but body skinny. <laughs> That's my goal one day. Head fat, body skinny. That's my Native American name. Oh, Full offense today. Just full offense. Uh, we'd like to apologize to the Native American community, the First Nations, and um, everybody. Jonah Hill, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Darkness. Not Chris Brown. No, I don't fuck apologize Chris Brown. to him. Um, so the actual time and place of the origin of cheese and cheese making is unknown. Oh, cool. The practice is closely related to the, the domestication of milk producing animals, primarily sheep, uh, which began eight to 10,000 years ago. The history okay. of cheese predates written history we were making cheese before we could write we were making cheese before we had leprosy coincidence <laughs> i think not cheese causes leprosy we had cheese for like six thousand years before leprosy Some, someone someone messed it up Leopard okay cheese. well we're gonna what do you think swiss cheese is leopard cheese delicious the art of cheese making is referred to in ancient <laughs> Greek mythology, and evidence of cheese and cheese making has been found on Egyptian tomb murals dating back over 4,000 years. I really want to know how the Egyptians were drawing cheese. Did they do like the little like <laughs> cartoon Swiss? The cartoon Emmental. Is it Emmental? Okay, so um, the the cheese that you usually see depicted i had this discussion with shane hosey i think um the where it looks like swiss cheese but like cut out of a wheel cut out of a wheel but yeah. also yellow yeah uh the cheese that most closely matches this is a variety of swiss question mark swiss called emmental it might be french mm. but it's a yellow holy cheese that comes in a wheel uh, I do not think that this generalized cartoon cheese is specifically a mentel, but it is interesting. But the the Egyptians were not drawing that on their tombs. No. Well, how were they drawing cheese? I don't know. Did they have the wheels? Did they have what was their cheese like? They probably showed the like the action of separating the curds from the whey. That can be a lot of things. But so, they had a lot of soft cheeses. Soft cheeses were the big deal back then. Mm. Cream cheese is a soft cheese. I mean, I like cream cheese, but I, like I don't like brie. Well, no, that's that's actually not even made the same way. That is aged. Oh. I just made different. Well, I don't like it. Soft cheeses are uh, cottage cheese. Oh, I like cottage cheese. Um, cottage cheese, cream cheese. I like those. Um, not sour cream, but uh, that kind of cheese, like spreadable. Where does Velveeta come in? Not cheese. <laughs> cheese product. <laughs> What's funny is I can I know th- I know that it's like a cheese product. You know, like Velveeta mac and cheese or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, every time I think of Velveeta for a second, I'm like, is Velveeta a cheese or a butter? And then I'm like, it's really neither. But yeah. it's more of a cheese. But in my head, I'm like, is that a butter? It's oil-based. Uh, that and being said, it makes it. some of the most fucking delicious queso you'll ever have. Ooh, okay. Okay, yeah. Um, cheese making Greek mythology for a thousand years. 
Uh, cheese may have also been disco- uh, discovered accidentally by the practice of storing milk in containers made from the stomach of animals. Uh, rennet, the enzyme found in the stomach of ruminant animals, cows and whatnots, uh, grass-eating animals. Cows and sheeps and things that chew their cud. Yes. Uh, it, rennet causes the milk to coagulate, separating the curds and whey. Another possible, which basically it's separating the milk fats from the milk waters. <laughs> Ew. Because uh, uh, milk is just water and fat. Icky. Icky, indeed. Yummy, though, also. Um, Another possible explanation for the discovery of cheese stemmed from the practice of salting curdled milk for preservation purposes. Still another scenario involves the addition of fruit juices to milk, which would result in curdling the milk using the acid in the fruit juice. Um, would that be like wine cheese? I don't know what kind of fruit juice. I would have to assume citrus because that is the acidic one and you can use lemon juice when you're making cheeses at home. Interesting. Uh, to make soft, unaged cheeses. Mm. Rennet is the necessary ingredient. In aged um, cheese. Which means that a lot of, like, traditionally made Parmesan is not vegetarian. Oh. Uh, you know, a lot of cheeses. They have come up with non-animal-based rennet alternatives. Yeah. But. It's not the real. Traditional like, Parmesan yeah. and, like, fancy it's not cheeses. Vegetarian. It's not vegetarian. Oh, interesting. Um, I feel like some people are about to get slapped in the face with that knowledge bomb. Sorry, my dudes. Yeah, it's kind of like gelatin in that respect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, despite the fact that the origin of cheese and cheese making is shrouded in mystery, we do know that by the time of the Roman Empire, cheese making had become a widespread, highly valued process throughout Europe and the Middle East. Mm, okay. By the time of Julius Caesar, literally hundreds of varieties of cheese were being produced and traded across the Roman Empire and beyond. The Roman influence through documentation and trial and error also aided in refining and improving techniques employed to make cheese. Um, I don't know about you. I used to read a lot of uh, like young adult fantasy novels, and they would always talk about like bringing cheese. And I'm like, fuck, they had cheese? They had so much cheese. All the cheese. All the cheese. Well, not like all the cheese. They weren't like <laughs> breaking out ch- like blocks of cheddar. Yeah. Um, cheddaring is actually the process by which the cheese is made. Cheddaring? That is such a good noun. Cheddaring. Yes. Cheddaring. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they like had a ton of cheeses in hmm. that. Yeah. Um, Weird. Ba, ba, ba. Many of the popular cheeses we eat today, such as cheddar, swish, parmesan, and gouda. Swish. Swish. <laughs> swish cheese. Um, and gouda are relatively new to the cheese story, appearing within the last. This website uses the phrase cheese story um, <laughs> within the last 500 years. So How long are, is a cheese story? Uh, over 500 years. Okay. Um, so, like, the cheeses they were eating in ancient Roman stuff, I mean, we have to assume that they were phased out. So, like, you can't even get those cheeses anymore? I mean, they probably still exist in some form that we still eat today. Like, it doesn't say anything about fucking blue cheese. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, in its early history, cheese was never a worldwide phenomenon. As cheese making flourished in Europe and the Middle East, North and South America were completely void of cheese and the art of cheese making until much later when it was brought over by European immigrants. Mm, makes sense. Well, yeah. I guess I don't use a lot of cheese in like traditional Native American cooking. Mm, yeah, not uh, so much. Cows are actually not native to uh, North America, but they had like buffalo they and had bison and shit. I mean, have you ever tried to fucking milk a buffalo? no (laughs) no no sheep also not native to uh north america if i'm not mistaken weird yeah i mean we the settlers brought over just like an ass load of different animals um 
Like Noah's Ark, but for cheese making animals. Yeah, like the Bible story, but not, with cheese. Yeah, not that the animals are making the cheese. I mean, the animals are they're technically making, making the cheese, cheese, but they're not like making cheese. They're not cheesemongers. No. Um, European expansion and later American influences are generally credited with the introduction of cheese to Asia. I was going to say, you don't ever see cheese in sushi. Uh, cheese is still not considered to be a regular staple in the diet of most Asian countries. However, there is evidence of a cheese called Rushan, which has been produced in China since the time of the Ming Dynasty. Interesting. Uh, this cheese is a primary component of the diets of the Sani and Bai people of China to this day. Um, the Tibetans and Mongolians also have a long history of producing cheeses and may have had a role in helping the Chinese develop their cheese making. Interesting. Okay. Um, there is Asian cheese. Yeah, it's just not something that they eat a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have to. Which explains why they live so long and they're also skinny. Yeah. Are you going to tell me that if you... Well, I mean... If I did not eat dairy products, I probably would be a little bit better off in terms of like... No, I wouldn't. I'd be miserable. I'd be fucking miserable. I would be miserable emotionally, but I'd probably be much skinnier and have a lot less acne. I don't think cheese causes acne. I hear dairy causes acne. Mm. That's another episode. You did a whole episode on cheese? You didn't cover whether or not cheese causes acne? Why the fuck would I? Because cheese causes acne. Cheese has been produced in America since the early 17th century when English Puritan dairy farmers brought their knowledge of dairy farming and cheese making with them from the old world to the new English colonies. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Puritans. But thanks for the cheese. After the introduction, the manufacture of cheese in America moved from east to west, mostly in the northern part of the nation. Literally everything in our country moved from east to west. Yes, but specifically in the northern part of the nation. So we're not talking like it traveled through the south. It traveled through Wisconsin and oh, yeah. that that stuff. And like Idaho where they have cows and like better yeah. farming lands as opposed to the arid lands where less like milk was less capable because the weather was hot and humid in a lot of cases. Mm, um, yes. was more suited to the frozen north. Gotcha. Okay. That explains why cheese is such a white people thing. I know. We have white people in the South. I don't well, I know, break this but to you. <laughs> there's I I know something interesting about dairy and race. But uh, yeah, a lot I've, more um uh, African descended people are likely to be lactose intolerant than white people. Mm-hmm. It's actually um white people were genetically predisposed um, to be able to process the cheese. Because they had to get extra vitamin D because they weren't getting it from yeah, the sun. Yeah. So in order to it's have a pale person thing. It is, yeah. So pale people can process milk better because they need milk because these bitches live in caves, I guess. So. Yeah, we're we're pale, we need the vitamin D. Yeah. Um the Southeast <laughs> <laughs> the southeastern portion of Wisconsin was settled in the 1830s and 1840s by eastern pioneers who came by the way of the Erie Canal and the Great Lakes Waterway. Hmm. Uh, in, okay. By 1850, foreign immigrants from Germany, Norway, and Switzerland had arrived and started several communities in the interior of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. The immigrants, coupled with the American pioneers from the east, engaged in farmstead cheese manufacture almost as soon as they settled into their new home. The 1850 census records reveal 400, 283 pounds of cheese made on Wisconsin farms in 1849. Wow. Were made. 
on that was a weirdly grammatically structured sentence it was yeah um, was she's confusing. development in wisconsin moved from <coughs> southwest to west and later into the north and northwest so this is kind of how wisconsin ba- became like the cheese, the cheese state yeah also the website that i got a lot of my history from was uh the national cheese uh historical society or something <laughs> they're based in wisconsin where else would they be based yes uh, making cheese was a very effective way to preserve milk, which was very perishable. A typical farmstead cheese producer would skim off the cream to make butter and then use the rest of the milk for making cheese. Hmm. From the collection of supplies by ox cart to the milking of the cows to the hauling of the milk to the churning of the butter and the pressing of the cheese, cheese making in the early days, um, cheese making in the early days at home on the farm across all America was and still remains today difficult, hard work. Yeah not really interested in making my own cheese i just prefer it was a long sentence and it took us a while to get there but basically all of the steps leading up to making cheese were hard in the olden days and they're still hard today yeah cheese is hard (coughs) and sometimes cheese is soft (laughs) and sometimes cheese and sometimes cheese is um in the middle medium hard a semi-soft semi-hard a little crumbly every now and then mm, good crumbly cheese uh, I would drown myself in Parmesan if I could. Ooh, I do love me some good old Parmesan. Little Parmigiano Reggiano. Mm. That's where it's at. Um, which has to be from a specific region of Italy. Yeah, exactly. I cannot remember which region of Italy, but yeah, it has to be from there. I'm going to assume Reggiano. Is that a place? No. Are you sure? Yeah, because Reggiano is, I think, something to do with the king. Is it from Parmesan? It's how they name Champagne. Well, yes. Um... It's the same thing with like balsamic vinegar. It has to be from the um, the Modena region. It has to be from Modena, Italy. Uh, but Parmesan. Ooh, that's a text from Travis. On my way. Oh. Parmigiano Re- Reggiano. Excuse me. Do I say that? Is an Italian hard granular cheese named Parmesan. It's often used generically for various. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Just tell me where it's from. I'm working on it. Where is it? Where's the Parmesan? It is named after the producing areas, which comprise the provinces of Parma, Reggio, Emilia, and Bologna, Modena, and Mantua. Huh. Only cheeses made in this these regions may be labeled Parmi- Parmigiano-Reggiano. Parmigiano-Reggiano. <laughs> so Parma, Reggio, Emilia, Bologna, Modena, and Mantua. That's a lot of oohs. It is Italian. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, so types of cheeses. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Until the birth of the cheese factory across America, the role of women was to carry on the difficult cheese-making tradition of making cheese at home on the farm. Women are responsible for cheese. That's right. I mean, I assumed. Yeah, I love that cooking. Cooking is like a woman's thing, mm-hmm. but being a chef is a man's thing. Because if you're making money for it. Then it's man's work. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, you know, uh, dancing and all of that. Yeah. It's not acceptable until you're professional and it's cool. Yeah. And then it's for men. Yeah. Cheese making for men. I don't know how that's any different. Like maybe the process has changed so your balls don't get in the way. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. So types of cheeses. This is where it gets fun. Yes. There are many types of cheeses, Indeed. Uh, with around 500 different varieties recognized by the International Dairy Federation. I want to work for that. Right? Yeah. Uh, more than 400 identified by Walter and Har- Hargrove. The varieties may be grouped or classified into types according to criteria such as length of aging, texture, 
methods of making, fat content, animal milk, country or region of origin, etc. 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 Uh, with these criteria either being used singly or in combination, but with no single method being universally used. There's more than one way to skin a cheese. So cheese is many things. The method most commonly and traditionally used is based on moisture content, which is then further discriminated. Weird usage of the word discriminated. Uh, discriminated by fat content or curing or ripening methods. Some attempts have been made to rationalize the classification of cheese. A scheme was pr- proposed by Peter... The Wallstra, which uses the primary and secondary starter combined with moisture content, and Walter and Hargrove, these are all cheesemakers. Uh, I figure. Uh, Walter and Hargrove suggested classifying by production methods, which u- produces 18 types, which are then further grouped by moisture content. Jesus. Serious business. Yeah, it is. It's very scientific. That cheese was just yummy. <laughs> Velveeta's not a cheese. <laughs> Never said that was the only cheese I like. It's a pasteurized cheese product. I mean, that sounds like cheese to me. Oh my god. Moisture content, soft to hard, categorizing cheeses by firmness is a common but inexact practice. The lines between soft, semi-soft, semi-hard, and hard are arbitrary and may and many types of cheeses are made in softer or firmer variations. So you can't really necessarily put cheese on a hardness scale. No. They would each have ranges and it would be a really confusing diagram. Yeah. Uh, the main factor that controls cheese hardness is moisture content, like we said. Uh, which I mean, that depends, would make sense. Which depends largely on the pressure with which it is packed into molds or on aging time. I would imagine that as well. Fresh, whey, and stretch curd cheeses. <laughs> stretch curds. <laughs> That's just the end of the sentence. Oh, the main factor in the categorization of these cheeses is their age. Yes. I liked it better when you just left it like that. Just stretched curds. Fresh cheeses without additional pres- preser- fresh cheeses without additional preservatives can spoil in a matter of days. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what preservatives are for. Um, I get that. <laughs> don't know. That was SpongeBob. Don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> the crusty crab pizza is the pizza. Are we gonna get like copyright infringement problems if I keep singing this? Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, Krusty Krusty <laughs> Jesus Christ Pizza <laughs> Some cheeses are ca- <laughs> Okay go ahead Some cheeses are categorized by the source of milk used to produce them Or by the added fat content of the milk from which they are produced While most of the world's commercially available cheese is made from cow's milk Many parts of the world also produce cheese from goats and sheep Double cream cheeses are soft cheeses of cow's milk enriched with cream so that their fat content is 60%, or in the case of triple creams, 75%. Ugh. That's some creamy fucking cheese. Yeah. Uh, The use of the terms double or triple is not meant to give a quantitative reference to the change in fat content since the fat content of cow's milk is 3 to 4%. Oh, but okay. If you add the cream and then it's sixty percent of the final product yeah, is yeah, made yeah, of yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's made of. I was like, how did they multiply the fats? I don't. That makes more sense. Um, then we're going to talk about soft ripened and blue vein cheeses. Blue vein? Yeah. Ew. Blue cheese. Veins? Yeah. A mold. Ew. Wow. No. Oh my god. I don't eat blue cheese, so. <laughs> Jesus. And I knew I was right. 
never knew why I wouldn't eat blue cheese. Blue cheese so is delicious. Why. No. It's moldy. This mic cord isn't long it's enough or I'd get my second opinion on cheese being delicious. It's nerdy. Blue cheese is the best cheese. It's the worst cheese. Did you hear that? He said it's the worst cheese. Um, there are at least three main categories of cheese in which the presence of mold is a significant feature. Soft ripened cheeses, washed rind cheeses, and blue cheeses. How do you wash a cheese rind? We'll talk about it in the cheese making process section of this program. Mm, oh, yes. Remember, I'm going to teach you guys how to make uh, cream cheese later. I feel like I'm watching PBS. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. PBS if they said fuck a lot more. Yeah. PBS with extra fuck. PBS after dark. Would <laughs> <laughs> not just be PBX. Oh, here's your cheese. Uh, processed cheeses. Uh, processed cheeses made from traditional cheese and emulsifying salts, often with the addition of milk, more salt, preservatives, and food coloring. It is inexpensive, consistent, and melts smoothly. It is sold packaged and either pre-sliced or unsliced in a number of varieties. It is also available in aerosol cans in some countries. Cheese whiz. Spray cheese, my friends. You know cats love spray cheese? Well, not this cat because she's a fucking idiot, but... Speaking of um, types of cheese and <laughs> cheese, um, I was at Kelly's Olympian last night, as you know, and Lucas asked me, he was like, how much graffiti is in the girls' bathroom? Like, do girls do graffiti? So and it's, it's a so decent much. amount. It's a lot less than is in the men's room. But he was like, what kind of things do girls write? Like, do girls tag? And I was like, some. But for the most part, it's girls giving each other weird, like... Advice. Advice and encouragement. And then there's also, at Kelly's, there's a running list of types of cheeses. Where every person that's been in the bathroom has written a different kind of cheese. So it's like, someone wrote, like, Gouda. And then someone else wrote, Brie, Blue. And there's, like, a big, long list. And I was so tempted to, at the end, say, Whiz, motherfucker, what's up? Just have it be cheese whiz and finish that list off. Um, I find it weird but. that there's more graffiti in the men's bathroom because I feel like they spend less time seated. They're more likely to carry pens in their marker and feel the need to write their name on the wall. That's a very man thing. Is that true? Yeah. It happens a lot. Why do you yeah. have pens in your pocket? No, I'm just saying there are far more men graffiti artists and they will tag every bathroom they go into. Okay. Because, like, I always have a pen. I just never write when I shit. No. And even if you did, would w- w- you wouldn't just, like, write your name on the wall. No. I'd... That's very much a boy thing. It's like peeing on everything. They're like dogs. And we're getting a yes from the peanut gallery. We're the penis gallery, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Joke of the day. That's, that's saying something because we've been recording for, like, three hours. Yeah. Can I tell you about cheese? Okay. Uh, so how is cheese made? How I'll is cheese you. made? That's your job. I am not a cheesemonger. I'm um, definitely not a cheesemonger, so and I didn't the, do the research. The job of the cheesemaker is to control the spoiling of milk into cheese. <laughs> it's, What's the best superpower? It's controlled chaos. Yeah. Um, you're literally letting milk rot until it becomes edible again. <laughs> it's such a gross concept. Like, ew, I can't have that. But in two weeks, I can. I've never looked at something gross and been like, I can have that well, later I mean, when it's, it's further down the line. It's kind of the type of rotting it's doing to you. Like mushrooms. No. There are some mushrooms you can't eat, and then there are mushrooms that you can't eat. I won't eat any of them. Well, no. Mushrooms well, are a little gross. but There's there's one particular type I've always wanted to try. They're pretty fun. You should, you should try it sometime. <laughs> Haven't been there yet? Haven't come across them? A nice portobello? Yeah, definitely try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're talking about, portobellos. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're in the woods when you eat those portobellos, though. A little shiitake, if you will. <laughs> I, shiitake just reminds me, like, there's spit takes and then there's a shiitake. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. Spit takes and shit takes. I'm sorry. Depends on how funny it was. Love those shit takes. <laughs> <laughs> Pen- 
depends on how much cholera I have <laughs> and how funny your joke was, whether it was a spit or a shit take. <laughs> your father and I are getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> of all of the opportunities you could think of to have a shit take, it's a divorce. <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> We managed to fit fart noises into yet another episode. Jeez, I no. almost called it an epiphone. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do two a days anymore. I'm tired. Uh, due for my nightly weed. It worked out for Roanoke and um, crime scene cleanup. Yeah, well, we managed that. Okay. Um. So the cheesemaker applies craft and skill to the practice of cheesemaking. Weird. It's almost like so. it's their job. <laughs> uh, intending to produce a product with a specific characteristics. Uh, characteristics. Eat <laughs> <laughs> your cheese with the characteristic. Hey, Triscuit. If you were to take Triscuits and like either cut them into the shape of or print like a face on them, could they be <laughs> characteristics? Like if you made SpongeBob Triscuits, they would be characteristics. <laughs> Triscuits are already SpongeBob shaped. <laughs> no, aren't Triscuits triangles? No, they're squares. What's the triangle one? The fuck are you talking about? I thought Triscuits were triangle shaped. Wheat thins? Those are octagons. No, no, no. no. Triscuits are triangles. No, they're not. Triscuits are squares. That's you cannot the penis gallery. You cannot weave wheat into a triangle. You can weave it into a square, but they ain't weaving. Why is that the thing no that makes triangles. it implausible for you? <laughs> Do you know how hard weaving wheat must be? Those things are perfectly woven. Say weaving wheat one more time. <laughs> weaving wheat. <laughs> Would it just be weaving? Any day now. There's no triangular Triscuits. You can try all you want. The tri does not stand for triangle in Triscuit. Uh, for try again, bitch. They're not triangles. I hate to fucking burst your bubble, but Triscuit thins are triangles. <laughs> that explains why you think they're triangles. You're only eating the Triscuit thins. I just don't eat Triscuits. It's like eating hay. <laughs> it's salty hay. So cheesemakers are trying to produce specific characteristics. <laughs> They're trying to produce cheeses that are a specific way based on what kind of cheese they're trying to make. Could you also call that a characteristic? Maybe? How about you eat a dick? <laughs> they also have to meet specific specific requirements like appearance, aroma, taste, and texture. So they are consistent every time that it's made. Hmm. This is not to say, of course, that there's no room for variety or innovation. Yeah, I'm getting creative with your cheeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cheese uh, it up. But particular cheeses need to be made in a particular way. Kind of like you... So you can't make Swiss and call it cheddar. Yeah, it's kind of like you have to make a cake in a specific way, but that doesn't mean that you can't, like, mix up the ingredients or, like, give it different flavors. Yeah, but you can't, like, leave out the flour, you yeah. know, because then it's not a cake. Well, flourless chocolate cake is a cake, but... Shut up and quit ruining my metaphors. Yeah, so the methods are start the same, but then they get different once you start to specify the cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, in modern mm. industrial cheesemaking factories, sometimes called creameries. Creameries. That's very fancy. Uh, not a cheeserie, as I tried to call it. Uh, cheeseria? <laughs> cheeseria. That's just where they serve them up. Um, Cut them up out of their wheels, you know, and serve them pizza pie. The craft elements of cheesemaking are retained to some extent, but there is more science than craft. Uh, this well, is yeah. seen uh, particularly in factories that use computer-aided manufacturing. Oddly. Fuck them. I mean, that's probably most of the cheese I eat, but well, fuck yeah. I them. mean, you can't mass-produce a cheese without a computer now. 
the end product Watch is very me. predictable. So in contrast, individual cheesemakers tend to operate on a much smaller scale and sell handmade products. Each batch may differ, but their customers expect and anticipate that kind of like with wine, tea, and other natural yeah, yeah. Like anything? Uh, when we were in Seattle, we went to a place that made cheese on site, and they just had big-ass tubs of curds and whey, and it's good stuff. I don't think the cheeses were aged, though. Um, they were softer, fresher cheeses that had, like, herbs and stuff mixed in. Interesting. Sounds like not my kind of place. That's good stuff. I like hard cheese. Yeah, these were closer to, like, a... How would you describe it? Thank you. <sighs> wow. For anyone who didn't hear that. I have a roommate now. It's weird. <laughs> He's got a mouthful of the stringy cheese. So. Yeah, he has a mouthful of mozzarella. Yeah, that's the one. That's I just, just fresh cheese. Yeah, I always just call cheese. it the stringy. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's not my favorite cheese. Well, mozzarella shouldn't be your favorite cheese. <laughs> I don't even like particularly like mozzarella, period. Like, What about a nice mozzarella stick? Hell no. That's the last place I want mozzarella. So I'm going to need you to leave. Also, um, in a caprese sandwich or whatever, when it's just like a giant, like yeah. wet looking wheel yeah. of oh, gooey cheese, that's that shit's shit. nasty. No, that's good no, shit. No, that's nasty. You can sprinkle a little on a pizza, but that's the you only some, place you should have some it. Good balsamic in that sandwich. Wow. Um, a required step in cheese making is separating the milk into solids, uh, curds, and liquid way, as we have discussed. Yeah. A little Miss Muppet style. Uh, usually, this is done by acidifying or souring the milk and adding the rennet. Mm. Um, the, the acidification, that's a word, uh, can be accomplished directly by the addition of acids such as vinegar. Uh, in a few cases, uh, paneer, queso, fr- queso fresco, um, where you use vinegar because they're like kind of softer, fresher cheeses. Okay. Yeah. Um, vinegar. More Interesting. Co- yeah. More commonly, starter bacteria are employed uh, and instead convil- convert milk sugars into lactic acid hmm. which is the thing that you can't digest if you're lactose intolerant yeah yeah it's also what your muscles produce when you're sore no shit yeah so you make um, your own the same bacteria body cheese. <laughs> and the enzymes they produce also may play a larger role in the eventual flavor of aged cheeses most cheeses are made with starter bacteria from do you need help yeah the science words it. All right. Most cheeses are made with starter bacteria from the lactococcus, lactobacillus, or streptococcus families. Swiss starter cultures also include pro... Okay. Propionbacter shermani, (laughs) which produces carbon dioxide gas bubbles during aging, giving Swiss cheese or a mantle. A mantle. A mantle. It's holes called eyes. Gross, like potatoes. Well, Except no. in cheese, they go They're in, and potatoes, they grow out. They're just holes. Some fresh cheeses are curdled only by acidity, uh, but most cheeses also use rennet. Rennet sets the cheese into strong, rubbery gel compared to the fragile curds um, produced by the acidic coagulation alone. Really disgusting I know. description. If you for break cheese. it down into like gel. Rubbery and, gel. Yeah. Um, it allows curdling at a lower acidity, important because flavor making bacteria are inhibited. Inhibited? Inhibited. Uh, in high acidity envir- environments. So if your cheese, like your cream cheese, is just uh, acid and you can't add like the good stuff that like makes blue cheese taste like blue cheese because mm. the acid would kill the bacteria that makes blue cheese mm. blue cheese. Mm-hmm. In general, softer, smaller, fresher cheeses are curdled with a greater portion of acid to run it than harder, longer uh, aged varieties. Longer cheeses. Longer cheeses. <laughs> I said longer aged, but whatever. 
You said it like in the list, though. It was like when you have harder, longer, ager cheeses. <laughs> yeah, that Daft Punk song that everyone loves so much. Oh, harder, faster, longer cheeses. <laughs> uh, at this point, the cheese is set into a fuck this sentence into a very moist gel. Ew. Not just moist, but very moist. Uh, some soft cheeses are now essentially complete, uh, which we'll talk about when I do the recipe portion of this podcast. Yes. Um, they are drained, salted, and packaged. For most um, of the rest of the cheeses, the curd is cut into small cubes, and this allows water to drain from the individual pieces of the curd. Okay. Because uh, as we dis- discussed before, the hardness of the cheese is based on how much water you can get out of the cheese. Yeah. Uh, some hard cheeses are then heated to temperatures in the range of 35 to 55 degrees Celsius, or if you're a real person, 95 to 131 degrees Fahrenheit. Ah, uh, there we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, this forces more of the way from the cut curd. I don't know why cut the curd. Cut curd is just gross. That's going to be my new band name, cut curd. <laughs> like cut the cheese. Yeah, like cut curd. It's like a little one. just like a little squeaker. Cut curd. Burp. One of those. It also changes the taste of the finished cheese, <laughs> affecting both bacterial culture and the milk chemistry. Cheeses that are heated up to the higher temperatures are usually made um, with a starter bacteria that will survive that step. Either lactobacillus, two of the ones that you listed before. Oh, lactob- lactobacilli or streptococci. I don't know if that's related to the strep throat bacteria. A lot of stuff is related to the strep throat bacteria. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, salt has a role in cheese besides adding salty flavor. <laughs> it preserves. Well, the- it draws moisture out, right? It preserves the cheese, draws moisture from the curd, and firms the cheese texture um, in an interaction with its proteins. Boom, bitch. I knew something about cheese. That's probably the only thing I knew about cheese. Some, you knew it was made from milk. Some cheeses are salted <laughs> from the outside with a dry salt or brine wash. Most cheeses have salt mixed directly into the curds. Yes, as they should. So there are um, the different kinds of cheese, and they each have different methods. I think we've very, very, very thoroughly got that point for sure. Yeah, lots yeah. of types of cheese, lots, of, lots of types of make. So there's uh, the stretching method for like mozzarella and provolone. The curd Ew. is stretched and kneaded in hot water, developing a stringy, fibrous body. Uh, like taffy. Gross. Cheddaring. How uh, does one cheddar? cheddar? Other English-based cheese, not English-based cheeses, but English cheeses. Um, the cut curd is repeatedly piled up, pushing more moisture away. The curd is also mixed or milled for a long time, taking the sharp edges off the cut curd pieces and influencing the final texture. So with cheddar, it's pretty hard. It's really smooth. But you get, like, sharper cheddar that's been aged, you know, with different bacteria that give it that, like, boop. Just that little bit of boop. Yeah, the <laughs> boop factor. Yeah, the boop factor. Uh, there's washed cheeses, which I know you were asking about first, but like Edam Gouba. 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 Gouda. <laughs> Curd is washed in warm water, lowering its acidity and making for a milder tasting cheese. Also, squeaky cleanness. Yeah. Most cheeses achieve their final form <laughs> when the curds are pressed into a mold. Is that a Pokemon? Yes. The It's their final evolution. The harder the cheese, the more pressure that's applied. The pressure dries up moisture. The molds are designed to allow water to escape, and it unifies the curds into a single solid body. Mm, curd body. That's my kind of body. Good news. There's only two pages left, plus the cream cheese recipe. All right. We can do that. A newborn cheese is usually salty yet bland in flavor. <laughs> Uh, for harder varieties, it's rubbery in texture. Ew. These qualities are sometimes enjoyed. Cheese curds no, are no they're not. Squeaky cheese. No. Not squeaky cheese. No. <laughs> wow. 
Look at those nose. Wow. Emphasis. No. <laughs> so you can eat them as newborn cheeses on their own, but normally cheeses are left to rest under controlled conditions. Uh, this aging period, also called ripening, um, lasts for a few days to several years. As a cheese ages, microbes and enzymes transform texture and intensify flavor. This transformation is largely, largely the result of the breakdown of casein proteins and milk fat into a complex mix of amino acids and fatty acids. Fatty acids. Some cheeses have additional bacteria or molds intentionally introduced before or during aging. In traditional cheesemaking, these microbes may already be present in the aging room. They are simply allowed to settle and grow on the store cheeses. Basically, they have big rooms of mold that they just put the cheese in. Ew. Uh, gross. More Not often, everyone eat che- cheese again. More often today, prepared cultures are used, giving more consistent results and um, putting fewer constraints on the environment. Uh, these cheeses include soft ripened cheeses such as brie and camembert, blue cheeses such as Roquefort, Stilton, and Gorgonzola, and rindwash cheeses such as Limburger. Limburger. Isn't that the really smelly one? Uh, there's stinkier cheeses that we're actually going to talk about right now Yay. in a segment I like to call Really Fancy Weird Cheeses. Yes! What's the real stinky one? I could have sworn it was Lind- Lindenburger or something. Uh, one of Napoleon's favorites, Epoisse, is definitely one of the smelliest cheeses you can find. Ew. Uh, just so you get the idea of how gross it is, uh, you sh- it's banned on public transportation in France. <laughs> <laughs> It's made from raw cow's milk, which is already kind of gnarly. Yeah. And its rind is washed uh, with brandy. Oh, that's that's going to be intense. Stinky cheese. Epoisse is a very smelly, runny cheese. And if it starts to smell too <laughs> strongly of ammonia, you should throw it away because you can't eat it anymore. Ew. But if it smells like B.O., it's fine. Ew. <laughs> it's runny. That's like even grosser. Like, I picture it to be like mucusy texture. I like a good <laughs> runny cheese, but... It's like one of those cheeses where it like... So our next really weird fancy cheese is Kasu Marzu. It's a sheep cheese. Ew. Uh, I probably pronounced it horribly because it's it's made from Italy and <sighs> Sardinia. Uh, the name means rotten cheese and it is known colloquially... Well, that sounds good. ...as maggot cheese. That sounds delicious. Since it is literally riddled with live insect larvae. Ew. Oh my god. Ew. To I'm make maggot cheese, cheese you start with a slab of local sheep cheese, uh, pecorino sardo. Uh, pecorino is fucking delicious, by the way. It's Not like, with maggot cheese well, no, in no, it. No. Uh, pecorino is basically just a saltier, gamier parmesan. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, but you start with uh, pecorino. Pecorino. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then you let it go beyond its normal fermentation stage to what would be considered infested decomposition. Uh, the larvae of the cheese fly are added to the cheese, and the acid from their digestive systems breaks down the che- breaks down breaks down the, che- the cheese. cheese. The cheese's fats making the final product soft and liquidy. By the Ooh. time it's ready for consumption, a, t- a typical kazu marzu contains thousands of larvae. That's disgusting. Yes, it is. Do you eat the maggots or yep. you gotta, like pick around them? Uh, locals consider it unsafe to eat kazu marzu once the larvae have died, so it is served while the translucent white worms, uh, about one third of an inch long, are still squiggling. Some people clear the maggots from the cheese before consuming it, but others do not. Those who leave the maggots may have to cover the cheese with their hands because when disturbed, the maggots can jump up to six inches. <laughs> oh my god. That's horror cheese. Oh, There's nightmare cheese. Uh, <clears throat> mil- 
Philbin Casse is a cheese made by allowing quark to sit amongst thousands of dust mites. What the fuck is quark? Like quark or quark? Quark. Quark? Q-U-A-R-K. Isn't that a star? Quark. Okay, so they let an atom or something? They let the cheese... Well, that's what this says. I think it's like a... A quark. It's like a. It's like an atom or something. Something has some quark. is a cheese made by allowing cheese to sit amongst thousands of dust mites that transform the cheese into a highly desired delicacy: dust mites. The mites excrete an enzyme that ripens the cheese, and after one month, the cheese turns a yellowish color. After three months, it turns reddish brown, and after a year, the cheese turns to a blackish lump, which is desi- which is desirable to some aficionados disgusting the flavor is characterized as being bitter it is also suggested that the cheese may have curative effects to help the people who consume it uh become non-allergic to house dust the mites are consumed along with the cheese ew that's some dusty ass cheese and now for a segment called how to make your own cream cheese yeah how do you make cream cheese and then i have a list of suggested pairings Ooh, yes the first one is that dust mite cheese with the trash (laughs) yeah so that cheese is made out of little tiny specks of space dust and d- real dust. It said quark on the paragraph. Yeah, they're like we think they're so small. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna cut that. It's just what the thing said. I was high so when I was doing very, this part. It's a very small cheese. It's a tiny, tiny cheese. No, not cream cheese recipes. Well, technically cream cheese recipes. I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to be getting here? Is a cream cheese recipe? Yeah, oh, it it's bringing you recipes. For cream cheese. Yeah. Like, for cream cheese involved. like cheesecake. Recipes that use cream, that call for cream cheese, not yeah. recipes to make cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> to make homemade cream cheese, you need four cups of heavy cream, two cups of half and half, and two cups of whole milk. Do you just shake it until it's cheese? A teaspoon of salt and three tablespoons of white vinegar. Did you learn nothing? I remember doing something that sounded a lot like that when I was in elementary school, and we shook it till we had butter. Yeah, just cream. You shake the cream until you have butter. You basically over whip with cream, and then you have butter. But this, you put all of the milks into a saucepan and bring it to a rolling simmer. Then you add the vinegar, teaspoon by teaspoon, until it starts to curdle, and it will separate. So you'll have the big chunks, or Mm -hmm. even the little chunks, of the curd floating on top and then you'll have the greenish white whey on the bottom and then you're going to pour that through a strainer lined with cheesecloth what else do you use cheesecloth for uh so you can further separate the curds and whey and then you're gonna kind of bunch up the cheesecloth so you can wring out your curds (laughs) then you add salt and then you fucking have cream cheese (laughs) what happens if you age cream cheese it rots Well, technically, all cheese does, but everyone keeps eating it. Well, no, because if you age it, then we'll pick up bacteria that's not... I don't know. I don't know about aged cream cheese. Someone answer my question. You can email afternoon... Get afternoon... Contact afternoon... No. <laughs> contact... Get you know where we are. Oh, you little bitch. Is, little is the bitch. cat trying to drink your beer? No, oh. no, no. She just, she just saw the caps and was like... <laughs> um. Anyway... So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you do that, and then you've made cream cheese. Congratulations. Well, that doesn't seem so hard. No. Um, but I also really don't want to see whey, because you said that it was greenish, and that thought really disturbs me. Yeah. I always thought whey was brown. No. 
Um, I don't know why it's green. Honestly, it kind of grosses me out. Um, all right, so pairings. Um, so you're gonna want to pair the red wines with like the heartier, more intense cheeses, obviously. Um, yeah. White wines with the lighter, kind of like easier cheeses. Not easy cheese. Don't pair wine with easy cheese. <laughs> Although I hear it goes well with a nice Pinot. Yeah, a little, um, little Francia and some cheese whiz is a good combo. If you happen to live in a trailer park, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you could do a port and a blue cheese. Ew, don't do it. Uh, you could do Prosecco and Parmesan. You could do a nice Cabernet with aged Gouda. Eh. Or Chardonnay and Gruyere. Eh. Uh, Riesling and Ricotta. Yeah. Wait, just by itself? I know. I thought that was weird, too. But Are you saying that you should have Riesling with lasagna? Because that's what I use you could, yeah. ricotta for. Did I say ricotta? I think I said <gasps> You already ruined mauve for me. Turd, don't you ruin ricotta? It's pronounced mauve, and no, you know it. mauve. Don't look at me like that, penis gallery. Is it mauve or is it mauve? Okay, I googled it. It's actually mauve. She was right. Yeah, blew my mind, and I'm still so mad. That was everybody who's ever said mauve. I know. We anyway, so you can also office. pair a fucking Malbec with aged cheddar. <laughs> anyway, so that's the cheese episode. That's cheese. That was a long episode. That was. It was cheese for an hour and four minutes. Um, so if you like this episode, you can like, uh, rate not like it. You can subscribe to it. You can rate it. I mean, you can like it if you want to. I mean, I would love it if you liked it. <laughs> I would like it if you loved it. <laughs> I want you to like us. Yeah. So on uh, iTunes, you can leave a review. Those are always really nice. Um, we have Just, yeah. We have a Twitter at Afternoonified. We have a Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/getafternoonified, and we have an Instagram that we don't use a lot, but it's there. Um, and the handle for that one's at Afternoonified. 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 Yeah. We also have a website, uh, get where you can listen to past episodes. You can find links to our merchandise where you can buy amazing t-shirts with our logo on them or mugs or totes. Or yeah, you can buy that uh, beautiful, beautiful H.H. H. Holmes uh, mustache sticker that I Yes, <laughs> I that's so available much. on there as well. But, but, uh, that, yeah. That's, uh, that's cheese. That's cheese. Um, that was a cheesy episode. Your cheese. Your cheese. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Holy oh Lord. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>